middle of the night one Christmas Eve to find everybody packing the presents and them all panicking about me finding out that it wasn't Father Christmas. Personally, I didn't give a monkeys as long as I got loads of presents and when you've got five sisters and two brothers, you do get loads. One Christmas I spent in hospital with a burst eardrum. Two particular things stand out. I got a toy farm, which I loved, and two huge penicillin needles, which I didn't at all. Ironically, I recollect there was only one nurse who could inject me without the usual screams and tears. She was a beautiful redhead. Funny, that. I used to go to the Tucker's family place quite often. We would stand on the kitchen table and listen to a radio, which was on a ledge above our heads. We would listen to Journey Into Space and Riders of the Range and Dick Barton. For some reason, we also used to stick implements into electric sockets and get a small shock. I don't think we had electricity in our flat. I went to Bonneville Primary School, and I don't remember having any great problems. They were all to come. I was about eight when we moved to the Ashburton Estate in Putney. Although it was a council estate, it had obviously been designed by somebody who didn't just want to wreck the environment by building giant hutches for humans. It had probably been rather a grand house with land, and a large number of the old trees and hillocks had been retained to make a very attractive environment. Unfortunately, because the old people appreciated the place so much, the grass had to be protected from us sports-mad kids. We moved next into 8 Warncliffe House, Chartfield Avenue, a masonette on the second floor, which was very handy for practising my climbing skills. My mum used to go crackers because my alternative mode of entry was up the drainpipe and in through the balcony French windows. It was a four-bedroom flat, which meant the girls had a great deal more room, and even I had my own bedroom. Peter was doing his national service, and as my parents failed to mention to him that we were moving, went home to Clapham to find an empty flat. He figured it might be time to get his own place anyway. So that left Stella, Norma, Myrna, Mum and Dad and me. A few flats along lived Anne King. I suppose she was my first girlfriend. An absolutely beautiful blonde. We saw each other on and off into our late teens. Purely platonic. Although I'm sure that in the teen years I must have had secret desires and designs, but she had super parents and unfortunately a severely handicapped older sister. They used to invite me in for tea and things. Because of my old man's mood shifts and the constant uncertainty of his reactions to anything, I was never encouraged to even think of asking anybody home. There was a time when Brian from next door would come in and Dad would get us to spar. I went to Keys Boxing Club from the age of about ten, and Brian went to a school where they still had boxing on their curriculum. So under the supervision of my father, we'd put on these huge boxing gloves and bash each other up. Brian had a very fast and hard straight left. My new school was Granard Primary. My teacher was Miss Jones, my first older woman. A couple of us used to wait for her every morning and walk her to school. She was lovely. We were quite shocked when she left because she was getting married to someone else. Then I had the great good luck to be taught by Miss Mason. Miss Mason put me in all the school shows that were ever done. Because my mum was working, Joy would stand in for her and come and see everything we did. A lot of people thought she was my mother. It must have been because of these school plays and shows that she decided to put me in her productions. At nine or whatever, I was playing Moth in Shakespeare's Love's Labour's Lost. A rather large part for someone who had absolutely no idea what he was spouting about.
Another big hit was A Winter's Tale. My sister Myrna played Perdita, Joy Hermione and her husband Ted, Leontes. Myrna was terrific and a great singer. She had a residency at the Pearly Ballroom, but no confidence in her own ability. A great waste and a bigger shame. I don't remember Stella being involved as much as the rest of us in our theatricals, and eventually she did the incredibly grown-up thing of getting her own flat in Kensington. I was deeply impressed. Norma was 16 and strong-willed. She dyed her auburn hair blonde and ran away to Paris to join the Bluebell Dancing Group. She was, and still is, five foot ten and seriously attractive. I don't know how she found out about the Bluebells, but she auditioned secretly, got the job, and told us that she was going to France to be a dancer. This caused no little distress in our household, but most of that was caused by the hair. There was no way of deterring her. So Mum and I went along to Victoria.